0: Welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast, sponsored by AJF Plus, and with myself, Stephen Espown. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Southstand Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy is Mr. Paul Levy.
1: Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. After a slight hiatus or a week's break, we are back, and this is episode number 261. Just want to say thanks to everyone, as always, who tuned in to the show that we last did a couple of weeks ago this week, Bit of a bumper one this week. We've got obviously three games that we're going to have a brief look back at because obviously it's happened a while ago. We're not going to go into great depth, uh, and we've got two weeks worth of news and views to bring you up, uh, or remind you of really. So I think let's uh, let's not waffle on. Let's crack on and start the show as always with a word from our s- podcast sponsor.
0: Yeah. So our podcast sponsor, uh, Agef Plastering, who are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company, they cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work specialising in silicone colour render systems. And the best part is that they offer 15% off for all Latent Orient fans and staff. So for more information on AJF Plastering, for the best prices around, you can visit their website at uk, or you can email Adam and the team at Outlook.com or they're on social media on Facebook and Instagram just under AJF Plastering or Adam himself is on Twitter at BigAdsWithazlo.
1: FC. Nicely done. Quick update for you from the supporters club. Saturday, the thirteenth of November seems such a long time, uh, such a a long time in the distance, but it it will soon come around. Travel to Rochdale for a three o'clock kickoff. Coaches are going to leave the supporters club at eight o'clock. The adult fare for that one is thirty eight pounds. Thirty five pound concessions. Children under fifteen can travel for nineteen pounds. It'll cost you another three quid if you're not a member, um, to book on this or any of the other coaches that they'll have running throughout the course of the season. The number that you really need to have in your phone is 7507
0: 507 So A, O, B then. And some good news, and I guess some sad news from the media team. So let's start yeah. with the good news then. So two weeks ago, media manager Luke Lambourne proposed to his partner... Judging by his post on social media, she said yes, so congratulations <laughs> to Luke. Yep, well done, mate. Great stuff.
1: Um, we send obviously huge congratulations to you both. Another piece, as Steve said, but this time it's not such great news. As Dan Walker is going to be leaving the media team and the football club. He's got another opportunity lined up somewhere. Uh, brilliant, so we wish Dan every success In his career, and thanks very much indeed for all your help with us on this podcast. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Good
0: luck to Dan in the future. So let's go on into the fortnight that was. I start off with Happy Monday, the 11th of October. Happy 17th (coughs) birthday to O's youth team players, Charlie Pegram and Saheed
1: Nano. Very, very nicely done. So, moving on then to uh, Port Vale on Tuesday the 12th of October. I think just actually, just before we do that, I don't necessarily think that Sam, just going back to Sam Sargent coming back, um, it didn't necessarily go as well as what he might have liked it to have gone. We didn't talk about Sam Sargent, we missed that off. Oh, sorry, I was reading the back of the poppy badge that you gave me Great stuff. Uh, earlier, so sorry, I, I missed that. So Sam Sargent's uh, two-month loan spell at Barnet has come to an end. He's now yeah. come back to the O, so I'll now say, Pause probably didn't go oh. <laughs> like he probably wanted it to, obviously with Harry Kewell being sacked, um, but not sure why he's not really been named on our bench yet. Yeah, he's not been able to get that number two spot back, so no. I think he's done alright
0: from what I've seen. Started off terribly, even in clip some clean sheets saved some penalties got himself into yeah. the National League team of the week a few he times did, yeah interesting to see what happens to Sam in the next couple of months like you said not on the bench anymore so interestingly who I choose Tuesday 12th October I think you started
1: it so I'll let you finish it oh well thank you very much I should pay attention then Port Vale issued a statement advising they've given an indefinite ban to an individual who racially abused Lawrence Vigarou so I applaud Port Val for that I think They've taken strong action there. Yeah, appropriate
0: action. I think from what Lawrence said, you know, Port Vale dealt with it really well. I think their chairman or chairwoman uh, spoke to Lawrence, yeah. and it seems like you know you can't tarnish a club based on one fan's Correct. view um, which is terrible. But well played to Port Vale for sorting mm-hmm. that out so swiftly. Uh, so good stuff there. And Wednesday the thirteenth, Thursday the fourteenth, and Friday the fifteenth of October were three very quiet days at the club with no
1: news to report. So moving on into Saturday the 16th of October let's do that the club announced that Cleo had been chosen as the name for the new ladies mascot That's Cleo. A good
0: one. Cleo yeah very yeah. Good. Cleo so main event in on Saturday the 16th of October this was like ages ago it does doesn't it was Walsall at home and as always before the game we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on and this one we had 179 votes in 24 hours with only 7% of you thinking the O's would lose this one and only 7% as well thinking that the O's would draw with an overwhelming majority. One of the highest winning percentages I've seen yeah, uh, since we've been doing Twitter polls. 86% of you thought the O's would win this one. And as always, thanks to everyone who takes the time
1: to vote in our Twitter polls. And I'm in the 86%. I don't think I voted, but I definitely think we should, should win that, that sort of game. Prior to kick off, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, 2 o'clock, the team was announced. Lawrence Vigora in goal. James Mitchell, Beckles, Ogie Wood... Kiprianu, Pratley, with Satoru, Smith and Archibald. Substitutes for that one were Byrne, Happy, Clay, Kemp, Drinnen, Omotoyi and Smith. Yeah. Smythe. Smythe. Although well, so Smith the Toy Shop is smelt, spelt with a Y and we say it, the Smith. It is. I think it is Smith. I've heard a people now yeah. say it's Smith. We just
0: do it because obviously there's an on player play called Smith and there's a Smythe. So it's easy for Smith fresh, and Smith, the one with it. a Y, yeah. Yeah, so that's starting 11 then. Mm. Mm. Royal Satoru. Starting in place of Aaron Drinan, Tom James returned from his suspension for five yellow cards. And Paul Smith was back from his international duty with Northern Ireland to make the bench. As ex O'Connor Wilkinson was named on the bench
1: for our opponent's Warsaw. Mr. Lee, yeah. you on using that one? Well, pleasantly surprised that Satoru is in. He does deserve a start due to his recent performances, and I guess Drinan hasn't had the impact we've wanted or needed from him, and Kenny Jackett's been brave, really, by making these changes, otherwise, really, it's as expected, first match we've had such a strong bench on. Good point, a lot of attacking options
0: uh, yeah. on that bench, you know, Kemp, Drennan on toy, uh, and Paul Smith, yeah. lots of options there, I, I thought Paul Smith was going to start this one, I must confess, I think I said in the podcast previously, but, however, Royal got a double against Crawley, deserved his chance, can't
1: can't complain without. And the one. previous week in midweek, he played as well, I think, and scored as well. So yeah, he was definitely fired up for it. We had a lot of tweets that came in. Don't worry, we're not going to read through every single one. We got two or three that did come in that we've included. And it, uh, the first one was from Gorillas nineteen eighty five. Who said it seems strange that they end Sargent's loan if he doesn't make the bench unless Kenny is looking to get rid in January. Yeah, good point there. I guess a bit to what we alluded to earlier in the
0: podcast. Chris Co five double six eight oh seven double nine. Said so really good to see such a strong bench. Pleased to see Royal get a start after his last two performances. He'll have to work as hard as Drennan, closing defenders down though and not switch off at vital
1: moments. Dave Brew, 47976911. Blimey, he chose the right Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> the bench is looking stronger. Be better still once Riley and Thompson are back fit. I mean, that's a really great point. They're not even... Riley's played one part of a game at some point since joining us. Otherwise, he's been totally injured and Adam Thompson's injury seems to be going on and on and he must be five or six months in now yeah it's More. been a
0: while hasn't it it's been a while it's been a long while it's yeah. against Grimsby which was Joby's first game which would have been around February March time yeah uh, yeah, at least so yeah because Tranmere, yeah but yeah Kenny's Kenny's never had his strongest squad or fully foot squad to choose from since he's been at the club and you know Paul Smith we'll talk about later obviously he's injured again uh, Thompson
1: yeah. is still out and Riley <laughs> Riley, his going Riley. Riley is his signing, Thompson, Kenny inherited, so he's probably not even seen the guy play yet. Yeah. So Adam's got a really big ask ahead of him, not just to get fit, but actually to get into his plans. When you look at Omar Beckles, Alex Mitchell, if we keep him past January, you know, so yeah. if he, if, we, if we don't and Omar forbid gets injured, then it kind of slots it writes itself. But if they're all fit and playing well, as they are at the moment, keeping several clean sheets this season... Then Adam's got a really big challenge ahead of him. And Does he go out alone? I mean, that's another
0: three centre backs at the moment starting. I think in the future it could be two, uh, depending on the future. But I guess we'll, I guess we'll come on to that. But yeah. but yeah, lots of lots of good competition for the centre back places, which Very is only right. a good thing for yeah. um, Mr Jacket. So both teams took the knee before kick off. This was obviously written at the time for kick off. I think the previous game or it didn't take the knee, which would have been a way to. Arrow, so that's right. The, of the racial abuse that yeah,
1: got before that, yeah.
0: And the game was also Sodio supporting the No Space for Hate campaign. So, before Walsall got the match underway, four minutes in, Orient had a free kick and a half, found Tom James in the Walsall box, but his side footed volley
1: went wide. And in the sixth minute, from an Orient corner, Harry Smith tried a spectacular bicycle kick that dipped just over the bar. A great effort for a big man to get up like that and to do that. I think it shows he's got quite a bit of confidence about about his own ability. So fair play. Yeah, we started the game really well. We're
0: obviously not, not going to cover every talking point in this now because it's kind of been mm. and gone. But a good first 15 minutes from the O's. And we took this from the club's Twitter account. In the 18th minute, Satoru is down after a heavy tackle with Labradi, which is a decision somehow going against the O's attacker. And that wouldn't be the first time or the last time in the match where the referee made, shall we
1: say, a questionable decision. Uh, that was the two-footed from behind. That's that challenge. I don't understand how that goes against Ruel for what. I'd love to know what the referee's explanation was. He was absolutely abysmal. And we've seen abysmal because we've been in the National League. Anyway, a lot of Walsall pressure for the next 10 or so minutes. And then we're going to fast forward to the 41st minute where a decent shot from Theo Archibald went just wide. Following some good hold up play from Ruel Satoriu. I thought Ruel was being fouled throughout that. He got absolutely zero help from the referee. I don't know what the referee's problem was in that game. <laughs> One minute
0: of time was added on by the referee after the 45. The half time whistle went. Teams goalless at nil. Nil attendance announced at 5,826 with 458 away fans through the turnstile. Had a few views at half time. Peter Foreman at 2. It's, well, that was awful. I'd immediately take off Hector, Shad, and go 4-4-2 with Clay and Smith coming on. Give Harry Smith 10 minutes and if it's still not working, bring him on Dunham.
1: Taser Junior said, that was one of the worst halves of football I've seen. For some reason, because we have a big striker, we feel the need to kick the ball to his head from anywhere on the pitch and it's our only tactic it's awful to watch. Wasn't the best 45 minutes, I'd say. So, so, I
0: mean, I'm. it's eight days after the match and I can barely remember anything that's happened. I remember Archibald shot uh, I remember the ref being pretty and poor. And the bicycle but kick. Yeah, there's
1: nothing, nothing remember really remembered that. Not poor, like yeah. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. Two changes at half-time,
1: though. Craig Clay and Paul Smith replaced Connor Wood and Royal Rossi- Yeah, surprise, Sotirio didn't get more time. And what's going on with Wood? Is that, at the time, and right? is that tactical? Is that, is he injured? Because it was a surprise to take him off.
0: Yeah. So, let's see what ha- ha- happened in the second half. Well, I'm sure everyone knows Is six minutes in. Warsaw had two shots on. Goal first was blocked. By a superb starting Tom James, and then Shadowy put his head in the way of a goal-bound
1: effort from Lebisi. Good defending there from the Yeah, really good defending. Everyone putting their bodies on the line. But I think it was Tom James's man who let who he let go in the first place. But um, anyway, Walsall went very close again in the 57th minute as a cross from uh, a cross went across Lawrence Vigaru's goal. Phillips just couldn't quite get on the end of that, and there's a bit of a wake up call there for us. You know, we started this half really, really poorly. Mm. Even with those two changes, nothing seemed to have invigorated or changed much.
0: Yeah, also came out looking at the better team, and in the 62nd minute, they bought an ex orient forward, Conor Wilkinson. He was only on the pitch for a minute, and following a mistake from an orient kind of got the ball, drove him into the box, but Vigorou done well to hold his low, and powerful shot. That was yeah. really pretty poor play there all round. Yeah, because as it was our throwing, and yet 20 seconds later, Vigorou's
1: having to make a pretty sharp save match match winning save yeah 65th minute Harry Smith received a yellow card following a melee that he got involved in to protect Paul Smith who was being surrounded by three Walsall players after coming together in a challenge uh, fair play Harry Smith fair play he went in to back <laughs> his man up there and I, I do like that, that to me that to me shows an un, undeniable um, piece of intelligence that says that they are together supporting each other that the dressing room is a good dressing room when you've got players going like that straight away. He was in because he he he'd gone in quite strong, Paul Smith, and then he was surrounded because obviously they were trying to go the reaction out of him. So that the referee clearly on Warsaw's side would they then wouldn't. do something about it. But Harry Smith has just gone st- strong in there and just like no no no, you're not doing that. They've done a lot they They've, done a lot. Five, they've done a
0: lot to Paul Smith. There was a point where I think it was late in the game where Smith fortunately got a corner and he gave it a goal kick. And the big centre-back from Arsenal just went to Paul Smith and started like, smacking him on the head. trying Obviously trying to goad him to turn him around and smack him back. And he didn't. Just like tapping on the head, like a playful tap, but trying to get a reaction. And to be fair, Paul Smith didn't do anything. Um, but that was obviously a tactic there, to so try and goad a reaction and a red card. So mm-hmm. well done, Harry, and well done, Paul, for not, for not raising uh, to it. And Paul Smith done really well in the 68th minute. Really sharp turn. Got on the wrong side of his man. Played the ball forward. He was fouled in the process. Ref actually rightly played advantage for this one. Ball came to Harry Smith. Really good opportunity but very poor first touch.
1: Ball rolled to the Walsall keeper. Not sure if he's not expecting that to get to, to him. Got, got to be sharp sharp In that position. Absolutely. Got has. to be sharper with that. Yeah. You? Archibald was replaced by Kemp in the 70th minute.
0: Yeah, 72nd minute in the first orient corner of the half. Darren Prattley was fouled in the build-up, but the ref gave nothing, and the corner was taken, but came to absolute
1: zilch. Yeah, and in fact, the foul was given against us. In the 83rd minute, Paul Smith Paul Smith was uh, got, got uh, was booked. Uh, <laughs> even though he appeared to be fouled, he got booked. Yeah, I think that but, might have
0: been for Melvinoff, I guess. He was, prob- was given a bit of guess. a proverbial to the ref. I think everyone at this point was very frustrated. It was clear we weren't going to score, and it was clear that everyone was just waiting for the full time whistle to go and was, you know, nothing was going to happen yeah. frustration across the whole ground and four minutes of time were added on played out as the ref bought the half and quite a disappointing match to a close with no goal scored as the points were shared at Brisbane Road
1: yeah absolutely so obviously we're not going to play you Kenny Jackett's interview from that game that is on the club's YouTube channel you can go and check that out but what that did, that did mean was that the league table saw us drop to 7th place in league 2 we've now at this point in time played twelve. One four drawn six lost two with a positive eight goal difference and we've got eighteen points on the board. Positive so, goal, difference. That goal
0: difference is still very good and that lost yeah. column. Obviously, we'll speak about the updated league table later. But that point, lost column at two only lost two out of twelve. Very good. We yeah. want to taken that. You just need to turn that W column higher and get get rid of some of the D's. But
1: it's, this podcast isn't uh, going to get you better. No. No, it's not. I mean, my my views on that. Not a great game to have watched. Very frustrating. I think we set up wrong against them. Never really seemed to get going. We never tested their yeah, their young, lonely goalkeeper. Barely created anything. Um, you know, particularly with the expectation, with the eighty. You know, going back to the percentile uh, percentage from voting. For, you know, 86 percent thinking we're going to win. Like. We should be beating a team like Walsall, who weren't exactly setting the league on on fire, shall we say? What's happening with Connor Wood was one of the points I'd made. Why was he being subbed? But obviously now that's tactical, because obviously Theo yeah. went in. He's done a brophy there. Um, he's done a brophy where he's moved the left winger to sort of that kind of left wing back kind of role to see how that works out. I think Ruel deserved more game time. I think Smith and Archibald looked a little bit off the pace, to be honest. Game was crying out for an experienced head to control the game. So I'm not sure why Prattley hasn't done that. I must say, I mean, sitting in the south stand, you don't get the same view that you get from the east yeah. or the west. So it's it's a slightly it's a subjective view that I don't see an experienced head like Darren Prattley who's sat in midfield running games I think I might make this point later on in another point but like Wes Houlihan did for Cambridge last season that experienced 36 37 year old dropped down from a higher league yeah. and able to to help run the midfield maybe it's our setup that doesn't allow him to do that I don't know but I just see him running around a lot and in the Warsaw game I think he was trying to do a fair bit of recovering work because either people were out position or yeah. ultimately people weren't weren't where they needed to be. Um so he hasn't he's not the signing I thought he was gonna be. Okay. So I think I'm a little bit a little bit disappointed there. The referee was appalling, I think we can all all agree on that. Walsall players were on him from the first whistle, especially Labadie. But he wasn't the reason. The referee wasn't the reason that we didn't win that game. Um not sure what's going on behind the scenes for us to be playing like this. You know, we started really strongly, so I feel we've gone backwards. Um and we're lucky to get a draw at barrow. Now we have not even had a shot on target against Walsall. I mean, what, what is going on here? And our next ga- game after this was, was Forest Green. So, at the time, you know, I wrote, it really doesn't get any easier. But, to balance all that out, we're averaging 1.5 points. We're averaging 1.5 points a game. Um, and we're nearly a quarter of the way through the season. So, is 68 points going to be good enough for us to be in the playoffs this season? Dunno. That's question mark. Question mark.
0: We right. shall see. For me, I mean, that was just a horrible game to watch, really. Like I don't want to talk about it ever again after this podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, we will do in the season round <laughs> <laughs> very, Very briefly, very briefly, hopefully, in our promotion party. But, I mean, mm-hmm. everyone will moan about the ref. Like you said, the ref isn't, if you don't have any shots on goal, you can have the best referee in the world. It don't matter. Right. Uh, although, you know, he was bad. But, I think at points, it's great having all these players and all these adaptable um, formations that you can play. But, don't worry about what the opposition are going to do. Like, every time Kenny is interviewed in a post-match he's talking about you know this. they're a good team we're going to have to do this and this just play to your strengths and you'll be fine like playing Archibald at left wing back no like it's it's never going to work for me and I've, again I think there's a few points that might be duplicated and there's a point after Forest Green where I will explain more why you have to play in the, up top of the field because his delivery from the left is much better than anyone else's and your sacrifice and your Attacking elements to give you a stable defence. Maybe he has got too many options. Like we said, when you've got Ogie Beckles, Happy, Mitchell, Thompson to come back, you've got so five you know, centre backs there. Sweden left wing back. Yeah, I, I don't think so. But that's five, and you've got you know you're thinking, well, if it's my strongest area of the pitch, I want those players on the pitch, or I want to have three centre backs because that's such a strong area. You can do that, but then you're obviously going to be less attacking because you've got one more defender at the back, which is. Essentially what's happened, I think Archibald, I still don't know what's happened on Theo Archibald, something has because he started the season on fire, confidence was higher, taken on players, just seemed interested the last couple of games. Or it seems that when he's training, so it was actually, when we were watching him in the warm-up against Warsaw, he was missing, when they do their one-on-ones in front of the south stand, he wasn't hitting the target once
1: and he looked annoyed before the game. Mm-hmm. Something's happened there and I don't know what it is, Maybe that's why he's on loan at a League 2 club and not at Lincoln. Possibly. A parent company. A parent club.
0: Possibly. Connor Woods always seems to be the one at the point being sacrificed. Is that the right sub to make? I don't know. Obviously not because we didn't win the game. But I finished by saying you know it wasn't the end of the world by all means. But no shots on target against the team 19th in the league. Poor. Disappointing. It was poor. Is what we said. So those were our views. Lots and lots of your views after this match uh, as always so thank you to everyone who feeds back as hopefully you know we have social media sponsors so we're sponsored by Town and Country Hertz and Essex estate agents who can be found on Twitter at Hertz Town and one of their guys I think one of their directors is Charlie underscore Paul a big O's fan and again we try and read out as many tweets as possible we've got loads coming throughout the show not many on Warsaw because obviously it was last Saturday so Ewan Carter 23, so we've looked off it now for the last few weeks. Forest Green will smash us if we continue like this. I don't want to say change formation, but do need to tweak it and drop players like Pratley and Kipriano especially. A lot of people have said you've got the three central midfielders or two of the three who start because he's essentially selected from three players. He's got Pratley, he's got Clay, and he's got Kipriano. They're not very attacking-minded players. They're just, they're battlers and they'll do a job for you. But they're not going to, bomb forward and get you 10 15 goals a season. So, not a Stephen. So, you've also. got five at the back and then you've got yeah. another two in front of them who are all defensive. So, you've got a defensive eight players. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's going to be hard to score goals if you've literally got five at the back and two sitting
1: in front of them who aren't really getting forward and are known for their goal scoring skills. Yeah. So, if you're relying only on three out of 11, then it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, good point there, you Ross McCaff said points, uh, point beats a defeat, and I think they are better. Than their position suggests, but frustrating how little we offered beyond the first ten, and the ref was comically bad. It was rot. it was as if, sorry, it was as if he was enjoying being the villain. Every call was wrong. Yeah, Jason Kilby 6 is very concerning not to have tested their keep once. Loose, poor quality
0: delivery, huff and puff, and it's to us a point earned for sure, playing poorly, a shocking ref
1: as well. Forest screen will take us apart if we come with the same game plan. Reality check today. Yeah, Willow Gaffer said very poor performance. Not sure what the game plan was. Can't believe we have a six foot four striker and we don't cross the ball into the box. The only time Smith heads the ball in the box is when he's defending. Go back to basics. Archibald on the left, Smith on the right, Kemp in behind.
0: Not a bad tweet there. Not yeah, a bad, really good at tweet. Dave M1812 says worst display of the season with the worst ref of the season. Ogie. Was terrible, but not helped by the general incompetence around him. If
1: Kenny can turn this around for Tuesday, he really can walk on water. Uh Kaiki Ken said poor from Orin, lacked creativity, went long ball very early, which played into Walsall's game plan. Do you think Walsall are a good, strong side who will end up in the playoff mix? Ref very inconsistent. Thank God Wilco missed that header late on. Once an O, always an O, as yeah.
0: they say. Yeah. Billy Herring 0-3. This is a controversial tweet, but a good one from Billy. It says nothing to do with the ref. That's red tinted glasses speaking. We didn't win that game because of Jackie and his poor tactics. Might be unpopular, but I'm not impressed by Kenny and don't see us
1: getting promoted under him. I'm gonna join Billy in now. I'm not impressed with what I'm seeing. Okay. Good start, absolutely brilliant, third in the league I think we were playing some nice on the floor, attractive passing moving football. Not seeing anything like that now as a tweet earlier said it's all long ball up to up to the bit all Route One. Yeah. Because like you said, there's no midfield to play it through the, the different phases of the pitch, right? Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's got to go route one because there's no one in the middle to pick it up because they're all busy defending. So, yeah, I, I think Billy makes a very good point there. Might be unpopular for it, but not. I'm not overwhelmed by what I'm yeah. seeing at the moment. It's only 14 games in. It's so already, yeah let's not get too downbeat about it Stephen Ory, it's a very poor performance all round another team bullied us and got something out of the game Warsaw deserved it unlike Mansfield Smith was a pointless target man he rarely laid it off accurately and it's a shame Kenny Jackett does not think he can play without him at the moment alright Dave this is poor again concerning all plan
0: B seems to sorry concerning all plan B seems to do is amount to hoofing Smith looks a menace though that's Paul Smith and I'm sure we'll be starting from here on in which I hope will allow us to get on top of teams early on. Dave, it's good to see you in the South Stand uh, on
1: Tuesday and on Saturday. Dave, uh, sorry, th- yeah. Uh, Vince Howard, 73, said the first 10 minutes looked good, then we gave last season's dross a run for its money. Subs were odd and done nothing to change the course of the game. As for the ref, Ollie Yates will live long in the memory of being one of the most biased refs I've seen. Gary Talbot, 7 says, not great, but a quarter of the way through, we
0: occupy the last player place, which is par... I think the win at Bristol Rovers stoked big expectations that the last four games have not fulfilled. Yeah, maybe we just got too carried away with you know going away Bristol Rovers being three up at half time, smashing Oldham final at home, destroying Bradford. We had some really good strong performances, made Exeter look very weak in the first
1: home game of the season. But that's what then. we should be doing. Yeah. Again, all cry out for an experienced manager. There's the experienced manager. Got a blank piece of paper at the start of the season, barring a handful go and fill it up with who you want to bring in Mm. within reason okay I've gone and done that now started off brilliantly like you said we made some good solid teams that bang average and now we're looking bang average by a team in 19th not even a shot on target that's unforgivable in a professional football match (laughs) that's that's unforgivable Rayleigh Dave said it was terrible hoofball to Smith not working and played into the hands of a Neanderthal defence no playing through the lines, no service to our wide players. Lost all the physical battles and certain players looked disinterested and not up for the fight. Kenny Jacket honeymoon is over.
0: Good point. Terence Coach suited a lot of effort, but little quality. Possibly distracted by a poor referee, but still not an excuse. A lot more tenacity needed against Forest Green to stand a chance, especially after being outmuscled all over the park. A dip in form is still in seventh. Not that bad, really.
1: And very a true penultimate word on this one goes to our social media sponsor, Charlie underscore Paul, who said a bad game. We'll have a few others before the end of the season. It's normal. No need to panic. We're a good side and we'll be up there. Love how Jacket doesn't allow the poor ref to be used as an excuse for what was a poor performance. I do like that. He never turns on the ref, regardless of where... Well, he when. don't want to find, does he? No, but with our
0: managers before, pretty obvious what I'm talking about, we'd just talk six minutes about the ref regardless of what the actual performance was like, Jackie doesn't do that and Jackie doesn't throw players under the bus. He takes full responsibility, which is what I think a manager should do mm. and has to do. So oh. I respect Jackie for that um, mm. immensely. Final word and on this one goes to Ox Ooch. It's a cliche to say you learn more from disappointments than you do from successes, but if that's true, then you know, a lot of learning has to be done from the last couple of weeks. Not much sign of it being applied. Staggeringly different from the other games where we've looked creative. So loads and loads of tweets there. Uh, so thanks to
1: everyone who tweeted us after Warsaw. Absolutely, there were no correct uh, predictions for the Carol Langley Prediction League. Um, we'll do a top of the table roundup at the end of this show. guys three games well in this
0: all the predictions said so we were going to spank them basically so there were very few that uh, had draws and yeah. none that had nil-nil so let's go on into Sunday the 17th of October happy birthday to two Orient legends so it was Super Kevin Lisby's birthday and it was also Matty Lockwood's birthday and it was also young O Reggie Pilgrim's birthday so we hope everyone had lovely and happy birthdays Lisby's got to be getting on now a bit hasn't he? and May Lockwood's <laughs> Old boys. Mid forties. Old boys.
1: Forty four. His boys have just signed for Watford. I saw his boys his are growing boys. up, haven't they? Very, the twins. The up. twins have just signed for they got rejected they left the Orient Academy. I think Rising Ballers did a little piece on them. They left Orient Academy, went somewhere else, went to uh two or three London clubs, went to uh, I think West Ham, had a look at them, blah blah blah. Anyway, ended up at Watford, left Watford, went somewhere else, da 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 then got scattered by Watford again. Because Kev worked with them All on right. what they need to do, Watford liked what they saw the second time round and signed them. Awesome. Brilliant. Never, give up, Mr. never give up Never give up your hopes and dreams, people. The first round draw of the FA Cup took place and the O's were drawn at home against Ebb's Fleet United, with the tie to be played on the weekend of Saturday, the 6th of November, just yep. after fireworks night. Yeah, I mean, not
0: a bad draw. No, not, not the most right. glamorous, but against the National League South side at home you'd think we should be walking into that second round and to be honest yeah. well, it's all about getting through to the third round and hopefully tying against big big clubs so no yeah. problem I wouldn't
1: that. have minded like a Bowers and Pitsy or someone sort of Essexy, someone yeah no just just to give them a day out basically Yeah, with all due respect to them
0: well we gave a <laughs> We gave it the to the, Mark, the, the, the Malden and Tip We gave the them it out two years ago, didn't we? So, <laughs> less of that, thank you. Less of that, thank you. Yeah, different times. <laughs> so, the Yose <laughs> ladies were in action also last Sunday. They had a friendly against Actonians. And unfortunately, they lost the game 5-1 with the O's goal coming from Williams. I think we went 1-0 down. She made it 1-0 in the second half. They scored four goals, strong. Yeah. So unlucky to the ladies in that one.
1: Nothing to report on Monday the 18th, so we move on to Tuesday the
0: 19th. Yeah, another home game. As top of the league, Forest Green Rovers came to Brisbane Road. team was announced this one at 6.45. A vigorous goal at the back. James, Mitchell, Beckles, Ogie and Woods. With and Kipriano in the middle of midfield. With Paul Smith. Dan Kemp and Harry Smith up top. On the bench for this one, we had Byrne, Happy, Clay, Archibald, Jarunen, omatoi and Satou. So I think my views first in on this one. I thought Paul Smith would start. But Kate made a good impact in these 45 minutes against Warsaw. Looked dangerous, although still, still slightly short on match fitness, I would say, and match time. I didn't think Kemp, though, would get in over Theo Archibald, I must say. Okay. I, I also thought Clay We've got the nod over Hector. Hector's played an awful lot of games again at this point, and I think Clay would have come and have freshened it up, a bit more physical against, let's face it, ever Adams, who's a bit of a phys- more horrible. physical player. Yeah. So I was surprised to see Hector get the uh, vote over that one. But some bold choices there from Kenny Jackie. I think the first game where you've seen the starting 11 and you've raised a few eyebrows, I've gone, all right, okay, yeah, blame, yeah. it's a bit different. So, yeah, again, tacky perspective. Lot of options on that bench: Archibald, Drinnen, Omatoyi, Satiru. Lots of attacking options to bring
1: on there. So interesting that one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Interesting. He's made a couple of changes, especially with Archibald. Hope to see a good performance from Dan Kemp. He's not been given much game time uh, so far this season. So you know, hopefully, someone like him, if he's played right in the right spot, which I think I'm going to guess from this that he probably will be, um, is that he will be given that opportunity to shine and 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 to play where he favours and where he can do the most damage. It's a big opportunity, wasn't it, for Kemp?
0: Really yeah. thinking you've barely started this season. You've got a goal against Crawley in the um, Papa John's Trophy. And like I said to you, it's probably earned his uh, his starting place based on the impact he's made. So a big, big, big opportunity for those boys. Billy Carroll, G B. So There's not much change, really.
1: Still, the failing 3-4-3 with Prattley and Smith starting when they don't deserve to. Interesting. Better later, never said. Interesting that Drinan and Archibald, who looked so potent a few weeks back, are replaced by Smythe and Kemp. Ken is not afraid to shake things up, is he? Good point. Uh, good point. Yeah, is that a good thing or a bad thing, though, in some extent, when you'd like, you're a player, I've not had a great game, I'm not going to play the next game, am I? So why am I going to bother? Yeah, good point. Because I know I'm not going to play because he has this policy, or he's already told us at the trading ground, or in team meetings, or Whatever, whatever, or you've seen evidence of someone have a bit of an off day and they come off after fifty minutes and then don't play the next game. Yeah, I think you don't get that run to put it right. But then or that's one side of the coin. The other side is right, okay, I need to fix that because it isn't working. So there you go, there's your opportunity. Dan Kemp. Yeah. And it's not football
0: to be I mean it's obviously three games in a week, so maybe he's thinking about trying to freshen it up to keep some players fresh. So yeah, Shivam Patak said, happy with the team, looks look solid, but need to play positively if we we're to take points from Forest Green. Guy that can't
1: be there will have to stick to the stream. James O'Hagan said, solid looking line-up, not afraid to make changes. Nice to see a bench where there's no filler. Yeah, strong bench. Len Chin
0: once said, if ever the odds were stacked against a win tonight, this is it. I think I may have started play to add strength to the midfield. Passion and a desire to score as needed and a lively defence to
1: concede no penalties. Absolutely. So Forest Green got the game underway, and we'll fast forward to the fourth minute here, following a corner that caused all sorts of problems, finding Prattley in the six-yard box, but more Taylor uh, cleared what looked like a certain goal. I haven't seen
0: that back on the highlights. I don't know how close it was. It looked like it was going in, and it was cleared from somewhere off the line. Fifteenth minute in from a Forest Green at Rovers corner, Hector Skibbiani was well placed. He cleared a goal-bound header from Matty Stevens off the line after Lawrence who was beaten. Well placed, Hector i he shouldn't have started Craig Clayton, but yeah. I have to make words there because Hector's done brilliantly he's done well. There there, yeah. Not the first time he's done it a season, he's done it earlier in the season as well. Reads the ball very well the, yeah. and does the defensive work uh really well. So well done there, to Hector. I mean that's as good as a goal, isn't it? It really but is. End, so well done Hector.
1: Yeah, Paul Smith went close on the half-hour mark as a Harry Smith flick on found him and his quick fire shot went wide.
0: Yeah, 43rd and then a big piece of luck for the O's after a cross. Came in. Alex Mitchell looked like he had it covered but completely sliced his clearance, which could have gone anywhere. The ball came to Jamil Matt, who ended up heading the ball the wrong way as it was behind him. The ball eventually came to Hendry, his effort from just outside the area, went just wide. Vigor looked like he was kind of stuck to the grass there as the shot came back in. Bit of luck there. Mitchell's could have gone anywhere. Vigor looked like he was very, he didn't know where the shot was coming in from.
1: Bit of a let off there, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Two minutes of time were added on and played out as Ebu Adams got booked. Uh, for bringing down Dan Kemp who was breaking away as the half ended 0-0 that is what you call taking him on for the team we miss an Ebu Adams type player well we'll boo
0: him because he was so good for us right let's not beat him around the bush if he wasn't a good player we wouldn't give a toss where he was correct right so we're, we're still feeling the rejection from Ebu Adams because we don't boo when Barrow When Carl Com- Wilkinson came back We didn't boo him particularly When Barrow come back With Mark Ellis Who was on loan I think maybe even during that season No one will raise two eyelids. But list. this is a bit more newer Because no one cares uh, The no, is- same season mate The energy of season Same, same season. season What with Abu? Yeah Just feels like ages ago oh, Because boy, we've out. I mean, yeah. That's the same season
1: No one will care about Mark Ellis Yeah The thing, look, the thing with Ebu is Is that he's a very very good footballer We had him on loan Because he was on loan to us from Norwich he said he wouldn't sign a contract with us because he wanted to go and play higher, and ended up signing for a team in our league, Epps Fleet. That was why we didn't like it. That's why his attitude is a bit off.
2: Mate, it, mate, I
0: don't, I don't blame him at all. I think I've said this numerous times. If they offered him more money, yeah, it's fine. What do, what do Orient fans expect? Mm. Who, but now he's the pantomime villain for us. Yeah, no one, so, no, no, no listener can sit there and go, I don't like Ebu because of that reason. Because if you had a job and you like, you go to one company or another, one company's going to pay you X, I'm going to pay you Y, Y's higher.
1: But we didn't no, see no that, that at you the time. The no, no, we good. didn't see that at the yeah. time. And then, and then because that's carried on and it's kind of like slow. Well, now it's turned into a, we're just going to boom anyway. Yeah. Although I, 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 you know, personally, I don't boo do X players. So what's the point? Because the the they end up, they end up. Uh, scoring uh, against you. So 4,391 in attendance, 161 away, and obviously not the most eventful of halves, but it was an improvement. <laughs> On Saturday's performance, it really it was, was. It and was not a bad crowd for a Tuesday night. It either.
0: was decent, I think, like all three games we're going to speak about. Defensively, we look good, just up front. You're just well, waiting for wait. something to happen, yeah. isn't it? It's, you're going to have to sacrifice one to get the other, isn't it? Or you've to find that balance right. Lewis Fear tweeted us at half-time, said, Long ball game is boring. Harry Smith is winning everything, but nothing comes to it. Boring. When
1: the ball's on the floor, we look a decent side, but it's too few and far between. Yeah, to your point, if you remember back to when you know who owned the club and Ian Hendon had the first season, Jay Simpson was at 20-odd goals by Christmas. We were scoring for fun, but we couldn't stop conceding. Clean sheets were an absolute premium. Then switched it over and Kevin Nolan came in, yeah. if you remember, and all of a sudden we had a massive goal drought, but we weren't conceding, so there was much tighter one nils, nil nil draws kind of kind Of thing, yeah, yeah. so and I think Kenny said that in one of his post matches as well. It's like, how do I it the bat? It's a fine balance between n- giving up that that clean sheet and that strength in defense to then, yeah, of course, allow a resource to go up front and score goals. But anyway, not much to talk about for the first 15 minutes of the second half as the sides were evenly balanced and there was a double substitution for Orient on the hour mark as Paul Smith was replaced by Royal Satori, Connor Wood was replaced. Game by Theo Archibald. Barewood yeah, off
0: again. 61st minute. Darren Prattley got himself a book in. I think Prattley must have been at least four by yeah. now. Prattley's starting to build up
1: the yellow cards. So I guess we'll see when he's they all what happens, I yeah. think there's a lot on three at least. Yeah, out of that squad. Forest Green Rovers went close in the 66th minute as the ball was played towards Cadden in the box. Tom James was alert to slide the effort out for a minute.
0: Yeah, no. from a following corner a bit later, Matty Stevens scored in the 67th minute as he was unmarked from close range to head the ball home to put the visitors one up done from a set piece haven't been done that at all I think this season I think it was the first one we've conceded from that one so disappointing goal to concede lots of people saying that the corner wasn't even a corner although I must confess I've got no idea if it was a corner or not but I a lot know. of tweets after the match that that corner wasn't the corner from people who
1: sit behind the north stand over there yeah I, I, I couldn't possibly tell either we're too yeah. far away right um, right. See, so, uh, so Theo Archibald in the seventy second, and it clipped it into Harry Smith. His header was just over the bar. Goes back to what you were saying earlier about his his quality. That cross points. was a quality cross. No one in the club can deliver
0: a cross like he does. He I don't even remember it. He turned his man and he put in a lovely little dink yeah. cross. Great cross.
1: He's just stood the ball up nicely, didn't he?
0: Yeah. So two things I learned from that part. One is that Theo Archibald was the best crosser on the left yep. by a mile. The second was Harry Smith wasn't going to score at all that night, regardless of what happened because he should be. The Ducks weren't aligned for him, right? The Stars yeah. weren't aligned, yeah. But, however, the O's weren't behind for much longer, as a superb counter-attack in the 75th minute, or so Tom James clear the ball on the right-hand side. It ricocheted off Theo Archibald's hill into the path of Dan Kemp, who drove forward from the halfway line. He had options on his left with Theo, and on his right with Sotiriu. He played the pass to Ruel on the right. Ruel got into the box, buried his shot
1: in the bottom corner from a very tight angle. I think he went in off the post to make it one all. Superb counter-attack absolutely superb counter-attack. He only found the part of the goal, Ruel found the only part of the goal that the keeper just couldn't cover and that was fractions of inches. If that had gone the other way, the keeper gets a palm to it and, and that's not an equaliser. That is a superb goal. And actually, you... Um, I think you said no, no at the time. Oh, I thought it was completely wrong pass. I thought it was a oh,
0: completely wrong pass. I thought Archibald was in a much better position. So I thought Kemp played the wrong pass there. And if, you know, Roy doesn't bury it, and I'm sitting here going, he's played the wrong pass there, but I'm sitting here saying good pass there from Kent because Roy scored from it. A great finish uh, by Soteriou. And stat from Quest TV. First away league goal. Forest Green Rovers had conceded since August. So well done to the O's for scoring it. We almost took the lead, though. After that, it could have gone either way. I think it was quite open. We had a chance in the eighth minute. Beckles had a snapshot from close range, which was, to be fair, well saved by McGee. That was as close as we got to taking the lead in that one.
1: Yeah, seven minutes later, Nicky Cadden fired over from the edge of the box, and shortly after, Hector Kipriano was replaced by Craig Clay.
0: Yeah, four minutes of time added on this one, played out, nothing to talk about, as the game finished one all, as both teams took a point from a hard-fought
1: match. Yeah, Joe Gallen spoke to the press post-match, that is on YouTube, uh, so you can go and listen to that, we're not going to play that. Uh, obviously because we've got another game to cover but he did say quite understandably that they were very disappointed with the outcome
0: Yeah he did, I really like Joe Gallon's interviews I think like Kenny, he speaks a lot of sense he doesn't make it about a player or about a ref or anything else, he just tells it like it is he tells some home truths in it uh, and he's very honest and I think David has actually done quite well for some of the questioning in terms of look, you're not losing games but you're drawing a lot of games, what's like, what's happening and he's asking some pretty good questions and I think Gallon and and Jacket aren't shying away. So I, I like I like what Gallon had to say in that one. Like Paul said, that is on YouTube. And that draw meant we dropped to 10th as we had now played 13. Only won four, but drawn seven and only lost two, which is really good. Still a very strong goal difference of plus eight and 19 points. So Mr Levy, your views on Forest Green Rovers?
1: Yeah, would have taken a point before kickoff. I uh, thought it was an improvement from the Walsall game we're certainly lacking steel in the midfield and supply to the front men needs to be more regular and of very good quality just not seeing that going behind and then coming back is a bad habit to get into so we need to be more positive and on the front foot more often time wasting from forest green towards the end shows that they were really glad to get a point from that game too so yeah all in all not not a bad situation to be in thought that uh, thought that you know a point would have been a fair result yeah i think
0: for me Decent point, like you said, I think we all probably would have taken a, a point before the game of that one. I think we've said it a few times. We looked good in defence. Mm. But again, nothing really in attack. Well not really looking as good as what we were in attack. And at one or down, I thought it was done. I didn't think we'd equalise, I must be honest. I didn't I didn't see us getting back into yeah. it uh, at that point. And you know, originally I thought Kenny got his subs wrong as I would have taken off Harry Smith and I would have taken off Dan Kemp. But he left both on and Kemp gets a vital assist, so well done. Royal took his goal brilliantly. That would be great for his confidence. And I said, I'd like to see the team that finished that game start against Stevenage. I would have liked to have seen that team start. I think at that point they were doing really well and they looked like a much more attacking threat than what they did before those subs were made. Um, but all in all, we're happy with a point against a table topping side who didn't look any better than us. If you would have said, right, who's yeah, top and who's yeah. at 7th at the start of the game, you wouldn't have gone. That team clearly first and this team clearly so you mm. wouldn't have seen that. So not bad at all and as you can imagine loads and loads of views coming to us at Orton Outlook podcast. tower was rich. Denham's so decent performance against the top side trying to work out why Drunin isn't playing. Not even coming off the bench. Like that is a good point. That is a good point. You know, Woods seems to be taking off quite a lot. Archibald seems to be coming on or taking off a lot. Harry Smith doesn't seem to be taking off at all regardless of whether he's scoring or not scoring. And Without sounding harsh, He's not scored in the last four or five games, from what I can remember. Why not take him off and give Drennan twenty minutes as a centre forward in that centre forward position? Hmm. Could could have been worse. Up, it's a good point now. I think from Rich
1: start a rumour that it's in his contract that he's got to play twenty minutes. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David, C- that's not true by the way. David, C- not that I know of. David CS <laughs> three said draw is a fair result. Didn't think. They were anything special and didn't deserve to go in front. Very poor defending, though. Ruel is becoming a very good player. Makes an impact every time he comes on. Absolutely bang on. He works really hard. He really puts a lot of effort in. I think that's a significant change in attitude from him compared to last season. I think Kenny always speaks very well
0: about him. And maybe he feels loved again. I think last season, you know, when he didn't sign that contract and almost win, and then he got injured and couldn't get back in the team. I think last season was a very disappointing season for Ruel. But this season, seems like it's come back a bit of focus. Jack obviously put his faith in him and at the moment being repaid by a player who's yeah. scoring some very good goals. Wilco 300. Poor again. Only started to get on top once Forest Green were happy to take what they had. Glad to finally see a goal. Made a nice change. Scrapped this formation as it's poor to watch and isn't winning any football
1: matches. Yeah, he goes on to finish that. Good performance against a strong and well-organised opposition. Stasi, Stasi says so many knockdowns by Smith but no runners off him to pick up the ball. Would like to see Kemp and Kipriano drive forward more. Uh, more often, when they did, we caused Forest Green Rovers problems and scored our goals. A good point.
0: Yeah, and it's also a good point about Smith winning the knockdowns and the other two, the two, the player on the left and the player on the right, the attacking players are so wide out. He's winning the knockdowns, and Prattley and Kibyano aren't driving forward. So he's winning these knockdowns, and they just go nowhere yeah. because no one's making the intelligent runs. Good point there. I yeah, think a few people had alluded alluded to that. Gordon B five triple four zero one double six. So it was a good end to end game, but I preferred it when we played top place Newport County. And took all three points, even though we had a manager who apparently didn't have a clue. Funny old game, football. We are the draw specialists.
1: Yeah, Chef Kent won a very entertaining game and a much improved performance on Saturday. Superb goal from Ruel. Think we need to work on winning the second ball and cut out giving away silly cheap fouls.
0: Millar, president, So a much improved performance from Saturday, but still too <coughs> negative when they go at teams. But they look a threat. But that doesn't happen often enough.
1: Got to be happy with a point though no? from the league's top side. Yeah, Joe Jessner, 16, said, I think we did pretty well to at least match the best team in the league. Kemp really benefited from Theo playing wing-back, allowing him to roam freely across the attack and be more involved. Stevenage is a must-win, so I'd be tempted to start both of them for that game. Good point there from Joe.
0: Boggs, Dollops 1. It's too slow. Lack of tempo to our play. We have pace in this team. Use it. We all made a big difference. Ogie Kemp and Beckles played well. We overplayed too much and let teams get everyone behind the ball take more risks
1: yeah yeah I think that's, that's something that's going to uh, something that's gonna have to happen JB Foreman 002 said impressed with how solid at the back we were Forest Green only threatened from set pieces thought we looked cumbersome going forwards until the subs and change of formation I actually thought the ref was okay except that absolute how to give them a corner that they scored from yeah that apparently wasn't a corner yeah like I think said. people have said that yeah,
0: yeah. Orion underscore 36 So in isolation this is a good result Matching a top team. However, yeah. we need to get back to asserting ourselves
1: against a large part of this league or we're going to end up petering out very quickly. Yeah, spot season. on that. You like that one? Spot on that tweet. <laughs> Agree with that. Ian Hutchinson, 08, said, In reality, most of us would have taken a point before the game. We are so much a better team when we get the ball down and play quickly. Exactly. Kemp, for me, is so much better when he's played in the number 10 role. Need to get him on the ball more. Another point on the board.
0: Yeah, good point. Parksy, the eighteen eighty one says, all results this season, cup and league, and he basically said win, lose, and draw columns, and we've only lost two. There is no crisis. Tides turn. Stick with Kenny Jackie and the lads. Up the O's.
1: Our podcast sponsor, at Big Ads LOFC, said, I never see us conceding tonight, but I also never saw us equalising once we conceded. We have become increasingly inconsistent lately, and it's something we need to address. We showed character, but I feel we need to grow some... Cajonas and get stuck in more <laughs> I can't read that out. Very nicely done. Philip with Cello. So they'll
0: take a point, but we've dropped to three places outside the playoffs after the last two matches and definitely lost some of our early season momentum during October. Shots on goal, goals scored, and clean sheets are down. Whereas shots, corners, and goals conceded are up. Philip is
1: turning into a stacked-or. Yeah. Good tweet there, Philip. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel underscore D44 said, great to see the spine made of three academy products who've all had great games today, including an incredible finish from Ruel. I like a five three two, but for it to work, the full-backs have to do much more going forward. With the central attacking midfielder, it needs to be far more creative. Smith feeds off crosses, yeah. which is right. Really, it's only Tom James I ever note going forwards to support that attack. Connor Wood doesn't seem to be... Attacking much or coming far enough forward like Tom James does, I don't know whether that's just not his style or whether his remit is just to hang back or what. Yeah, I think that might be his remit because he doesn't. Because then they shuffles across and then we've got four at the back, yeah. and three yeah. in the middle, and three. I think that's what it is. I presume
0: that's what it is. Yeah. Because it, he would go forward if he was if he was being told to. Yeah. Like we presume so anyway. Adult Swim one said, "Ever since the Port Val collapse, we've lost some confidence, and the results show it." We need a win to restore the belief. There's a display against Forest Green, and I still
1: think we'll be in the mix come May, but need to start banking some wins. Yeah, Paul Skinner, 88, gets the final word this week. He said, seven draws from 13 games is starting to be mildly concerning. We We look a threat when attacking hard, but do it too infrequently. Forest Green were there for the taking. It wasn't a corner, though. Better than Saturday.
0: Yeah, so those were all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook after Tuesday night's game. So thanks to everyone who tweeted us after that. Prediction League update well, a lot more right predictions than what they were on Saturday. So well done, Grunt the Post, the LOFC Teresa, Record Blue Safe Safehand 00, Leighton Ori, Stephen Orion, Steve Chapman 4, East London XL, Dave Brew 47976911, Bill underscore Johnson UK, David Landau 17, and it who all predicted one or so get three points. And if you're sitting there waiting
1: for the Prediction lead update, don't worry, it's coming later in the podcast. It absolutely is. So, two quiet days at the club with no news to report on Wednesday the 20th and Thursday the 21st. So let's move on to Friday the 22nd.
0: Yeah, nice bit of uh, news, news this one. Yeah, I did see this one coming Lawrence It's Viguru. Went to Chelsea as he spoke to their keeper, Eduardo Mendy, about racism in football. Great piece of work there. Um, we presume Charlie Long was quite involved in that, obviously being Chelsea media and now Orient. But great to see, you know, Lawrence going all the way to the top of it, speaking to a very high-profile keeper, and Chelsea tweeting
1: about it and putting up the, the interview. You know, so, really good stuff. Yeah, that came about, obviously, because Lawrence, in his post-Port Val... Uh, racist abuse that he received situation. He obviously name checked Edward Mendy because yes. you don't it's not it, it's not regular that you see black goalkeepers and I think Lawrence mentioned that, yeah. made that point specifically. Specifically at the top of the game as well. So it's very interesting and then obviously it's a good positive you know, Black History Month and it's a good positive story to put out there and for them to exchange war stories, which unfortunately, you know, having watched it and Edward Mendy also gets yeah. Um, uh, racial abuse, I, I just don't understand why people do that But um, so, so well done to, to all the clubs and everyone involved both clubs and everyone uh, involved in that, so Saturday the 23rd of October, uh, yesterday as we record this podcast we remember with honour Clapton Orient's Richard McFadden who passed away on the 23rd of October 1916 so 105 years ago yesterday after he was severely wounded by a shell blast from the previous day, 105 years ago. Yeah. Mental, isn't it? It's
0: crazy. It's crazy. But always yeah. nice to see the club come out and, and tweet about it. And obviously, we'll come to come to uh, today's activity a bit later in the podcast. So, also in the morning, the youth team were in action. They were away at Southend United, and their youth team are slightly better than their men's team as we lost the game 5 2 in this one. <laughs> a goal in the first half from Tanga for the O's, a goal in the second from Pegram.
1: Couldn't it help the O's slip into a five-two defeat away to Southend. So unlucky there to the young O's. Yeah, absolutely. The main event of the day, though, was Stevenage away. And before the game, we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought we'd get on in this one. And after two hundred and fifty-six votes in twenty-four hours, decent amount. That eight percent thought we'd lose. Twelve percent thought we'd draw, and then a whopping eighty percent thought we'd win. Still, had a huge majority vote for
0: the O's win. I've Imagine next week the draw column might be higher. Higher, I would imagine so too. But like we said, thank you to everyone who takes the time to vote on Twitter. And if you're listening and you are on Twitter, follow us and don't vote. Make sure you do next Thursday or Friday. So, team announced at 2 o'clock for this one with Vigoru in goal. Back of James, Mitchell, Beckles, Ogie and Archibald. centre midfield Pratt and And up top, Dallin Kemp, Harry Smith and where else to tell you. On the bench, we had Burn, Wood, Happy,
1: Clay, Pavlidipoulos, Amatoyi, and Drennan. Well done there. That meant that Tuesday's goal scorer, Royal Satorius, started along with Theo Archibald. Connor Wood dropped to the bench, and Paul Smith missed out due to another hamstring his injury. Other hamstring. No. It's his ham- other hamstring. It's his left one now. Yeah. Maybe it got feed- Maybe it was feeling left out. and needed to <laughs> go twang. But anyway, Stephen, is starting lineup. Saw sort
0: the of familiar face of Scotty C. <laughs> Love Loving to bits. Um,
1: yeah, surprised to see Wood on the bench. What formation is going? Is Kenny going with here? Dare I say a four four two, a flat four four two? Smith, Smith injured again. Um, but this is a game really that we should be winning. You know they've coming off the back of two three nil losses. You know against Oldham as well, one of the teams. No disrespect, but you know they're not in the greatest shape of their lives. But as it turned out, they were on the day they were much better uh, than what you probably have credited them for your, your views no surprise to see
0: Burrell get the team yeah agree. slight surprise that f- slight surprise that Theo being played as the left wing batman I've got to eat my words because I said I wanted to see the team that finished against Forest Green start against Stevenage and with Burrell and Archibald he's done that so yeah no surprises there shame to see Paul Smith injured again I mean this guy has, re- has been kind of lauded as a key player right when we yeah. signed him QPR International we've said on this numerous times on the podcast Kenny again in his post-match said that he might be out for up to two weeks so he probably won't play next Saturday which means that he ain't going to start the Saturday after he'll be on the bench again that's three weeks so he ain't going to start until at least four weeks which is FA. <laughs> It'd probably is. be FA Cup against no, you're uh like Ebsfleet, right? you're like come on man like would that be sort out so yeah, that's on the 6 so yeah possibly he might be if he's, if he's fit. Two weeks, 2 weeks 2 so. weeks is the FA Cup this, I'm, I'm really disappointed with Paul Smith so far yeah, you know, yeah. very promising yeah, player very promising sure he's great on the pitch but if he ain't gonna if he he might as well not sign him we might as well sign him in January for like because he's played what a half against Salford he came off 45 against Warsaw. Yeah, um, a couple of bits here and there cameo roles. I think one more of a period It's might as well sign him until January yeah. might as well reveal him in January as a new player Again, like, you go. He's he's going to start <laughs> forward. So, bit frustrating. Again, our frustrations were shared in people's views coming in. Dan Alton 259 Tweeted us at about ten seconds past two o'clock. Said Smith becoming a liability already injured again. And I do hope Smith isn't that player who we sign and is injured for like two years and he goes to another club and, and the gets a pre-season under his belt and yeah. turns into a great player and ends up in like Championship or League One yeah
1: world. agree I hope that isn't Paul Smith yeah I 100% agree <laughs> knowing the Orient way it's very Oriented to do that <laughs> oh Orient Fan TV says should be more than enough to send 1300 plus O's fans happy home happy with three points well famous famous uh, last words there Ben Whitlock 13
0: said Tuesday night's change in formation and today's starting lineup shows how integral is to our plans was one of our most creative players on Tuesday carrying the ball from left centre-back he'll make good mistake as he's learning but his process has been impressive that's a good point actually on Tuesday he was bringing the ball forward and putting Archibald in into a more advanced position which was pushing us up the pitch which I haven't seen Ogie do before and Oki's like a regular now, right? Like, yeah. he's not ever surprised to see Oki named in the starting lineup. So, good point there from Ben. Another point that we haven't made is that Stevenage named a debutant goalkeeper. Yeah. And when you see a debut goalkeeper named, you always think, oh, he's going to have something to prove today. He's going to have the game of his life. Yeah. And always, and always, and always a bit apprehensive when I see that. So, he absolutely did. The match got underway in Hertfordshire. Four minutes in, it was him, Adam Smith, he was his name. Another Smith. Uh, on Smith. Smith, yeah. Smith on Smith yeah Smythe on Smith he's Smith. not goal kick will be Smythe was not done by Luke Norris he's in Elliot List who sent Alex Mitchell on his backside his effort was poor though comfortably saved by Rigu Elliot List should have scored that he's done the hard work by sending Mitchell out the way and then he has an easy chance about 10
1: yards out and he just taps the ball to Vigori yeah. should have done much better there yeah and apart from a few shots that went wide or over the bar, there wasn't really much action to talk about until Theo Archibald got a booking in the 32nd minute. Theo is basically James Brophy now, right? He's a
0: left yeah. winger playing as a left yeah. back and he's starting to dive. you yeah. basically James Brophy. Yeah, uh, uh, just taller <laughs> from uh, uh, 35th minute in Omar Beckles made an applaud block to stop List's ball across the box. And a minute later, it was the O's who went close. From a Lawrence with ball, Hector Kipriana ended up putting in a cross and Harry Smith's header was bound for the top corner but was tipped over by a Smith. That was good there because for the first time in how many ever games, you've actually seen a decent cross into the box, and that's Harry Smith bread and butter where he's got his head on the end of it yeah. and made Smith make a good save. Although saying that, Archibald put in a peach to his head on Friday, sorry, against Forest Green, and he put it over. But that's Smith's bread and butter, right? Put
1: the balls into him, and hopefully he's going to hit the target all the time. Good save there. Don't underestimate that is an outstanding fingertip reaction save. Good save there. That is a really good save. Harry did everything right there. And, and, and a lesser keeper, but i.e. maybe not a debutant goalkeeper, would have probably not got to that, I would imagine. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Great save there, not to be underestimated. But two minutes later, in the 38th minute, Harry Smith's shot was saved by Smith from a tight angle. The ball fell to Prattley, whose effort was then blocked, and then Tom James, uh, his shot, was going in, but then it was cleared. So they're scrambling around there. Yeah,
0: uh, You can say we were unlucky there, but I think Smith's initial chance was good, but was it was on good, the floor. Yeah. It doesn't look doesn't look comfortable when the ball's on the floor to him at the moment, seems hesitant there's a chance coming up later that we'll talk about but he t- seemed to kind of get in and did not really know what he was meant to do there yeah. and then they just defended well and the chance is gone, however it wasn't all one way traffic though as Vigoro superbly denied List in the 42nd minute as List got in, he got an outstretched leg on it though, after a simple flick on opened up the O's defence, good save there from Vigoro I think Obi yeah. gets caught out there yeah. by the flick, gets caught in no man's land but Vigoro stays tall Stay strong, gets his leg on. But List
1: really should have had two goals at this point. Easily. Good saves there by Biggs. One minute of time was added on and played out as the scoreline stayed even as we went in at the break. 3,544 with 1,385 in the away end. That is a, I know it's not that far, but people still have to be able to get there. And yeah. Do it. And I think there was an accident on the A1 and people getting in late, etc. So no, kudos to everybody who went. Yeah, absolutely. There were no changes for the O's at half time.
0: Steven started the second half brightly when closing in 46 minutes. Good passing football, which saw Brad Barry, that's a bit of a tongue twister, draw the ball into Elliot List,
1: who struck his shot just wide of the post. Yeah, and again, a minute later, Steven created the chance as Elliot List had some time in the box, beat a few O's defenders on his run, and his powerful effort was saved by Lawrence Vigaru from a tight angle. I mean, Lawrence Vigourou here really early in his keep this week you know it's really game changing saves that he's making here and you know he you know a good goalkeeper will earn you a number of points at, throughout the course of the season he's really probably the exception to the rule where he's kind of double that he, the amount of saves he's having to make
0: good save again list list is list is quite a good player list, yeah. list does all the hard stuff well and does the easy stuff terribly yeah let sure. the coach and he goes his hey, you shoot mate just shoot <laughs> again he an ogie and mitchell on their backsides i think in that passage of play um, but first Orient sub wasn't long away. 55th minute, Craig Clay and Aaron Drillen came on. They came on for a hectic at Briandu and Theo Archibald.
1: Yeah, 68 minutes. Dan Kemp got the ball in midfield after Stevenage wanted a free kick, which wasn't given. He drove forward, played a threaded pass through to Harry Smith, who beat the offside trap and was one-on-one with his namesake, who stood up big and saved his shot with his legs. Should have scored that. Hundred percent should have. It never looked comfortable though. Once he got in, kind of controls it. Kind of. I think he was re- surprised <laughs> that he'd beaten the offside track because they were. I I caught that. Um, like to watch it. Um, I think he he was a bit stunned that he wasn't given offside. I think He was waiting for the referee to blow offside. He's got to place to the whistle. Oh, you percent. Yeah. But I think um, there was a screenshot
0: posted on Twitter today, and it's a good save by Smith. But he's literally. When you watch it back, Hayes has got literally about 50% of the goal on his right open because the keeper isn't in the best position. He's put it where well, the keeper can save it. Mm. If you put it to the other side of it, the keeper's got no mm. chance. But easy for me to sit here on a Sunday night be moaning a, a, a footballer who plays actual EFL football. It's disappointing yeah. that he's not scored that. So let's go to the 80th minute then. Steven is to clear the corner. Ball fell to Dan Kemp. He lashed
1: it over the bar. Even
0: at this stage, I was thinking it's going
1: to be 0-0. Yeah, Dan Kemp should have done so much better with that as well. We had a penalty appeal turned down as Royal Soteri was bundled over. But obviously, or, we don't get these decisions.
0: I haven't seen, again, I haven't seen this, so I've got no idea what the, what the highlights are. Kenny alluded to it in his... um. Post match interview, but the club's Twitter account didn't even mention it. So no, I, nor I, did Steven So it's it's hard to. One of the match reports did. Yeah. I so it was our club's match report. Kenny seems to think it was a. So Kenny has spoken about it, here. and I think the ref said there was contact, but not enough contact. But surely contact is contact. Contact is I contact. So, yeah. What difference does it make? But again, he didn't. He didn't go and bemoan the ref. He just said, "Look, we have to get on with it. We didn't do enough course, to the game." Yeah. So fair play to him. So Stevenage had the bonnet in the eighty fourth minute through Jake Reeves, but the flag was up for offside. Again, I've only We're seen up this up from us. one angle. Yeah. I can't say if it was tell. offside or not the players didn't really seem like they was appealing it that much in yeah. terms of steamers, but good finish we were lucky there because that wasn't the most obvious offside that you'll ever see or it didn't appear to be from the
1: angle I'd seen. yeah now. agree absolutely agree with you three minutes of time were added on at the end of the half but the deadlock remained unbroken and it was another scoreless draw for the O's.
0: Yeah, another scoreless draw. So we are actually going to play Kenny Jackett's uh, interview. He spent four minutes talking to David. That's probably worth playing because we've spoken a lot about free matches, so it would be good to get Kenny's views on the last fortnight or post-Stevenage at the O's. So here's what Kenny Jackett had to say to Dulcet Dave.
2: Well, Kenny, thanks for joining us. Your thoughts on another draw? Yeah, first off is frustration, you know, a little bit of disappointment as well, you know, first off. um, It it was pretty easy for us to get up and around their box and, and, you know, we had good sort of foothold in the game, if you like. Um, But while our finishing, our final ball, some good clearances by them, some good saves uh, um, didn't go our way, there was always, you know, the the threat of uh, of Elliot List on the break which, you know, in both halves was there, definitely. So it made it an, an even contest. But, you know, we do need to get up and around that box and, and you know, start carving out the, the more, more clear-cut chances and, and then, importantly, obviously, you know, finishing. And we can talk about sort of referees' decisions and, you know, was it a pen or, 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 or wasn't it. But I did think the game was there for us, really. And, and um, you know, we didn't take it. So so quite a bit of frustration Yeah, It did look like a penalty to me, did it to you? Yeah, it did. I, you know, what the, the referee's saying... He, it, it, there wasn't enough, it was contact, but there wasn't enough contact. And, and you know, that's, that's his honest opinion, and, and that's it. But, um, yeah, it did look like to me. But, but similarly, you know, we had, we had chances, we had other opportunities, and, and we've had a little run now of not, of not scoring goals. And, you know, when you put it into sort of the context of, of five or six games, and I think five draws out of six now, and, and, you know, the goals four column, uh, you put it in the context of that, and that's what we're all doing at the moment. And that's where the frustration comes from and this afternoon you came up against the debutant goalkeeper Adam Smith, made some very good saves, one in particular denied Harry Smith. Yeah, you know, and and even then, you know, made some good decisions, obviously, you know, they've they've got a lot of experience at the back if they sit deep, and and that makes it, you know, with with, um, with Coker there playing left back as well, and and, and Lyons coming in, and and, and Prosser, and Cuff, but obviously there's a lot of experience there, it makes them go deep, but you know, it was difficult for us to score in those moments. But as I said, you know, we can look at today as individually, and and, and you know, they're you know, they're they're first to the ball a lot in the box. Uh, but you know, it's a it's a little pattern of a few games for us, and that's why it's so frustrating because while we look pretty solid at the back, you know, it always makes you nervous to be honest with you today because you know, if you if you don't capitalise on that, uh, the fact that you know you're on top and we were on top if you don't capitalise on that then it's likely to, to bite you slightly uh, it didn't today but it did look like it was going to and as I said you know, our, our play going forward our final ball ultimately then our, our finishing our incisiveness is something that we do need to come back if we're going to be contenders you've got so many attacking options Paul Smith is that because of an injury he's not available today yeah he felt his, his, his hamstring uh, not not a bad one it's the other it's the other one it's the left one to, to you know where he was out before and, and um, that's Obviously frustrating because he just hasn't really got going for us yet. Uh, but, it's, it's, um, as I said, it's the other hamstring now. Uh, the good thing is, though, it's not as, as long as last one. It, it does look like possibly a week, maybe two. That's that, that's where it is. But some frustration with Paul because, as I said, you I know, showed glimpses of it and, and uh, bits and pieces, but hasn't really been able to get a regular run yet. As you look to get those elusive goals, are you thinking about maybe changing the formation? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, 100%. We've got we've got good width at the right time we've, you know, with um, our, our full backs in terms of our service. And then finding the right combination up front, anyway, yes, is, 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 is definite. And, and, and backing the right people, and as you say, you know, making sure we come up with something that can get us the goals because, you know, we can't keep relying defensively all of the time. And while we look solid, while we've got a good foothold in every game, while, as I said, you know, we had the, the, the lion's share of the play and, and worked it up until the box. It was disappointing from there on, and that's that's a that's a big frustration. This division is so tight; a couple of wins will make such a difference. Yeah, it's still there. It's you know, it's, you see, obviously it's still there. But as I said, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed right now because of the run of results. Uh, I think there's some solidness and some competitiveness about us, which is good. But we need to build on that, and if we do want to be contenders, we need to take it a step further. And finally, Kenny. Oh, finally, Kenny. Further. And finally, Kenny is a good travelling support. Yeah, it's great to see the whole end. Packed and, and, and as frustrated as me, I'm sure with with how you know we, we we had good control in the game and and looked like you know we could go on and uh, and beat the opposition, but failing to do that. So you know my thanks go to them and, and frustration shared. Thank you, Kenny. Goodbye.
1: So that was Kenny Jacket uh, post match with Dave. Victor, Dave, thank you again for sending that to us. It speaks very well, like you say, Kenny. It speaks honestly as well, which I think is pretty fundamental. It's not where it needs to be. Um, they're frustrated as well. Yeah, I mean, Kenny's experienced enough, isn't he, to know that draws aren't going to get you promoted.
0: It's going to have to be wins. And... Exactly. You know, some draws are good results and some aren't as good as others. I think, you know, a draw at home to Forest Green is decent and probably draws at home to Wolves on away way to Stevenage aren't what he would have envisaged. Correct, yeah. Taking, but always very honest, uh, like we said, and like you said, thank you to Dave for sending that on to us. So that draw, man, we've actually moved up a place tonight from the league. Considering how many games we haven't won for,
2: 9 isn't, bad, isn't, isn't
0: bad at all and that goal difference is still really healthy so we've played 14 now so it's almost a third of the season played 14 won 4 drawn 8 only lost 2 a goal difference of plus 8 and 20 points so it's two ways to look at it isn't it is it half
1: 4 or is it half empty let's have yeah. your views on that one Mr Levy so for me um, the positive is it's another clean sheet to add to our defensive tally the negative is we've not beaten a team who have lost 3-0 in their last two games and should be beating them if we're to be contenders for the playoffs this season. And you'd argue that as last week. Out of nine points um, in our last three games, we've only got three. Um, Arguably, against Forest Green, you'd expect the point. But Walsall and and Stevenage were two of the games where you'd have expected six points from at least, maybe four, a worst-case scenario. Um, I didn't see much of the game, but going by you know the stats, we have fifty-seven percent possession, sixteen shots at goal, seven on target. Much better than compared to Warsaw, for example. But you have got seven shots and not even put one in the goal. Being maybe being a bit too critical, I don't know. Um, you know, we've drawn five of our last six games. It's not ideal, and our form of recent time hasn't been like what it was at the start of the season. Like, all right, if you're not gonna win the game, just don't lose the game. That's the positive out of it. Maybe we're just expecting far too much too soon. Maybe expectations have been raised too high when Kenny Jacket signed. Everyone's like, bang, we should be second. First, second or third. There's nothing else that's going to be good enough or acceptable. Maybe slight delusions of grandeur. I don't know. A um, bit baffled by some of the performances I've seen. There seems to be a bit of lethargy, a little bit of lack of urgency. And also against Warsaw in particular, the players seem to be maybe confused or unsure about what's expected of them. From the game plan that's been set out, I don't know. It just others have picked up on it, so I know it's not just me. Um, but just thinking that there's just just lacking that threat and that potency. Smith suffering from confidence, what as to why he didn't bury that one on one with with Smith. Yeah. Adam Smith yeah, 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 yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it's that. Maybe second doubts and maybe doubts himself, second guesses himself. And by the time he's done that, the keeper's out another four yards. And the angle has now got even tighter, and he ends up making the save. You can tell he instantly puts his hands on his head, knowing how much of a chance that was. Mm. Things like that, you know, can really play into the confidence of a player. Um, I don't really feel the system's working that well either. Not particularly impressed with Darren Prattley, as I've said. I, I really hate to pick out players because, you know, I don't have a player cam on Darren Prattley. He's probably doing far more than I give him credit for. But I just had greater expectations of a thirty-six-year-old experienced. Player who'd come from a league or two, you know, played as recently as two seasons ago in the championship. I had a greater level of expectation on him, not so much on Hector because he's still learning. So to have a Pratley next to him, perfect. But maybe it's that maybe it's the game plan for him that means that he's not executing what he should be doing better for us because he's doing something else. Um, I think I maybe Pratley Hulahan isn't a fair comparison. They're different players because it's about because the Hula, experienced player yeah, running but, the midfield.
0: But Houlihan's like a 10 and Prattley's like a 4. I think you've probably mm. got a fair point in comparing Pratley to Joby from last season. Where well, Joby would come in slightly behind but run the game, which yeah. Pratley isn't doing. Yeah, maybe that's which the which best comparison. about I think about a but you've yeah. Got, yeah you've got a point there.
1: I think things have to improve a little bit more, another 10%, 20% and I think we'll be alright. And I think the longer this run goes on with us as we are the harder it's going to be to break because you're starting to talk about crisis of confidence so I think actually I think it's going to be a very interesting period that we've got coming up we've got the FA Cup coming up we've got the EFL Trophy coming up obviously we've got Hartlepool first and foremost but we've got some games coming up where we can help ourselves we've got some games that look winnable on paper but it's not playing well, the on last, paper is it two of
0: the last three yeah, games of yeah, winnable it's paper. paper I think it's yeah. just, for me it's just like another match that just seems to pass by without really doing much Uh and it feels like the brief is don't lose as opposed to go and win from the looks of it. It's always five at the back. Like we spoke, I guess we've already spoken about this. But I like the brief to change so let's go and beat this team as opposed mm. to let's not lose this team and keep yeah. it solid at the back. But clean sheets are great but we have to go out and attack more. I think Theo has to be used up top of the pitch. For me he's clearly our most creative player. Mm. I think it's, for me he's better than Dan Kemp it's not even a question mm. of comparing the two. So I'd rather have a... a Theo on that pitch and bring Kemp on as a sub if you have to I think I mean, Archibald needs to start at home to Hartlepool next Saturday for me personally yeah uh, anyway Prattley yeah a lot of criticism for Prattley I hope it's not a case of oh he's carrying an injury but we, we just want to play him if that's the case I hope the club are wise enough have to go if he's injured we're going to let him sort himself out if he's playing at 80% or 70% because a few people have noted what you've noted and so it's a bit different from the Pratty who we saw at the beginning of the season. If he's tired, just rest him for like a week. Don't keep playing someone at 80% because you're not going to get their best. hope yeah, yeah, yeah. so I hope, injured, I hope yeah. he's not injured. That's just giving him the benefit of a doubt. But, you know, I guess to put it into perspective, Stevenage have only lost once at home this season to Forest Green Rovers, right? So it's, it wasn't yeah. ever going to be the walkover that 80% of Ryan fans thought it was going to be. Yeah. But considering that they got trounced away to Oldham 3-0 in the week and they're not, they're not the best run of form 3-0 no. yeah but that's that's all away from home yeah it's di- the different proposition at Brisbane Road I'm sure that'll be where we'll obviously go and take the game to them more so annoying yes end of the world no well let's see can he go for it more absolutely. absolutely so we'll see so those were our views Your, lot, lots of lots of frustrated views coming into us at or an the podcast how was Boatsy so failure to win these games will cost us a chance of promotion if we keep going this way we be difficult to beat which is a plus plus. But having most draws in the league is a concern. Kenny needs to look at how we
1: can turn draws into wins quickly. Dirk Turk said, poor from minute one. They had the better chances. Lucky to take a point. Gus Chumenti said, we need to get back to playing football.
0: Long balls on the box just do not cut it. When we try to pass it, we just lack the quality in the final third.
1: And as it does too often these days, the ref didn't help. Blatant penalty. Jagzi 1979, says, always gutted to not get three points. But we didn't. But we didn't lose, and if you told me we'd only lose two out of 14, I'd take it. Another clean sheet as well. Every point counts. 96 still to play for. If we take 55, then we should be very much in the mix. We need to pick up some wins. Yeah, kids,
0: Sampson, and o's. It's extraordinarily dull, yet again. Smith is a good player, but he makes us a worse side. A bit like DJ did last year, albeit for different reasons, because the lump option is always on. Can't argue with the defensive record but we're sacrificing any iota of entertainment for it. That's a really good tweet, actually. Really interesting points there. Smith is a good player, but he makes us a worse side because we just play the ball to him up top and lump it to him. Interesting. SR Barber,
1: 1986, said, being hard to beat will only get us so far. We need to be much more creative up front. We are starting to solely rely on long throws and becoming predictable. Need to take more shots and run at people. Richie J. Borman said, last of the performance. Thankfully, Lance Figueroa was on form and the Stevenage attack was toothless. The creativity is gone. We need to get it back." Alan Reeves too said, "Only watch the second half and that was garbage again. Something has to change. On the tour, he must be fuming. He's just having his time. He's just having his time wasted watching the same <laughs> joss we are." I mean, that's another point. We've not even spoken about Tyrese Omatoy who's on loan no, to us. Nothing to speak about. I no, in a sense it. of being given being given an opportunity. Nothing in the cup games, really. And when you've got a player who isn't scoring, why not give the kid a chance? I know one or two around us are not impressed with what they have seen from his time, but... I imagine we're he, not, I imagine he plays
0: Ebsfleet, or at least gets some game time at home mm, to mm, I would imagine so. Or but, the Charlton in the
1: EFL trophy, because
0: we've yeah. all yeah, sort of so. Right? Yeah, you'd imagine so. Yeah, Richie uh LFC Ed right? Yeah, LFC LFC underscore Ed. Ed. Yeah. It's a poor performance yet again. The midfield was nowhere to be seen in terms of closing down, while the passing and finishing all around was
1: rubbish. I'm seriously concerned bad team right now at Essex Biz uh, said not good enough too many players underperforming right now and more worrying we really have stopped playing to our strengths we were lucky to come out the draw in the end thanks to Lawrence Vigarou lots of work to be done on the training field this week yeah he's absolutely right it's thanks to Lawrence Vigarou again that we you know he salvaged th- uh, you know, a point for us done well Wadsey said I love this club
0: but I'm sorry that was really poor I don't know what's happened to the free-flowing football we were playing at the start of the season but it's really gone downhill since And why? I wish I knew positives. Well, Mitchell was great and it took us 25 minutes to get home. (laughs) One
1: Adam Conway said, questioning the manager is a joke. The squad is thin. We knew this at the start of the season. Defence is solid. Midfield is an issue. And not signing a striker with a goal record has cost us. Stay in the hunt until January, then back Kenny with some more quality. Interesting
0: point there from Adam. East, 1975. So we are tough to beat, but also we can't win. Creativity in central midfield is the issue. Sticks out like a sore thumb. Hector, Prattley, and Clay—zero creativity there. The long ball game also isn't working. By playing this way,
1: we are not using our width. Dull, dull, dull. So East 1975 thinks we're dull. Stewart 1975 thinks it's frustrating as teams like Stevenage need to be disposed of, especially if we're to progress. Another clean sheet, though, and a draw. Need to create more and be ruthless. We move on to the next one. Yeah, Stuart, I hope
0: you enjoyed your woe fat. He tweeted off this one. Yeah, sure. So I, I had one last night, Stuart. It was amazing, so I hope you enjoyed yours. Mr. Stanley, 1970. Sorry, is a recent. is a recent follower and a first time tweeter, so thank you, Mr. Stanley. He said, First half, we played well. Just didn't take our chances, but we controlled the game. Defence was solid. Midfield was average, especially when he took off Theo for Clay. We need a striker ASAP that can finish or we're
1: going to start to drop down the table. We may already have that striker we just don't get to see them in that position. You know, Drinan, Amatoi we've mentioned. Reedy, really, QB United, really poor. Didn't look like scoring. Can only play five at the back if we have Wood and James at wing back. Theo didn't know whether to come or go all game. Wasted him back there. Good point. Amazing bagman
0: man once. Not the best performance. Things have slipped since we stopped playing with three up top and letting the width destroy teams. Credit to Stevenage though. They set out not to lose and were organised at the back. Wood
1: needs to be the left wing back now going forward to... Yeah, Molly Folly 2019 said, First half were okay, second half was a disgrace. Kenny Jackett needs to freshen up the squad with one or two of the many non-contracted players out there. He needs to rest Hector, who's clearly out of his depth at this level. What is the point of the young striker on the bench? I don't agree that Hector's out of his depth. To me, he's not clearly out of his depth at all. I think Hector's actually had some, some decent, solid performances none of them have been great I think I don't think
0: he's out of his depth but he hasn't he's been no better than any, any of them and I don't think any of them have been particularly good I would say but he got what he got taken off at the end of Forest Green because he kept slipping over and he gave the ball away quite late a mm. lot towards the end of the game I didn't see yesterday's game so I can't really pass judgement on the 90 minutes Where so he put in a great cross on, a, on Smith's head yeah off one. The
1: line, cleared off the line against Walsh yeah
0: uh, against Forest Green sorry Forest Green so yeah, none of them are really, none of them are playing well at the moment. Essentially, trousers techno said, the poor performance with little creativity and incisive moments and offering only occasional threats to Stevenage. Defence was solid, although on a couple of occasions, liked,
1: looked likely to be breached. Worst performance I have seen from us this season. We need to improve. Penultimate word this week goes to Casey Adams, at LOFC who said last season we were probably the easiest team to beat in the division. It was embarrassing. The first thing that was needed was becoming a team that's hard to beat. With three points off the playoffs, relax. This group of players or management are special. Casey it hope right, mate, yeah. I yeah. hope you're right, mate. I hope you're right, because it doesn't feel like that at the moment.
0: And the final word this week goes to Veggie Jones. He says, no slight on Jackie. I still think it's amazing he is our manager, but just looking back on last season, at the same stage, we were a point ahead on 21 points, so maybe not so bad for an, an experienced manager. Steven Lynch have only lost one at home so far this season, so it's a good point a good point there about being 21 points to some last season I had no idea that was the case although football's always different and always changing interesting tweets so a lot of people unhappy that was definitely the most critical set of tweets we've had this season post-match also mostly about the ref mostly about not finding astride Forest Green seemed quite optimistic. Stevenage, I think, that was very... Uh, frustrating. Frustrating. So let us know what you think. If you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that we've read out. There's been a lot in this one. So you can tweet us at Orient Outlook or you can email us at, orient outlook at outlook.com or on Facebook, also at Orient Outlook Podcast. And we're also on Instagram at orient underscore outlook
1: underscore podcast nicely done so the carol langley florist prediction league update so well done to wilco nino underscore barone at james o'hagan who all correctly predicted nil nil so you get the maximum available of three points so that means the top of the prediction league is as follows slight change at the top nino underscore barone is top with 18 points now Parksey 1881 is second on 16 points, and Leighton Ory is third on 13 points. So it's uh, it's pretty tight at the top. It's very tight at the top. Thanks to everyone tight. who predicts us.
0: Loads of predictions yesterday. I reckon on Saturday it's going to be a flurry of nil nils. I can see it a mile off. Nil nils and one-alls will be a flurry. Off. Yeah, you want my way. Yeah, with archibald score or something. Yeah. yeah. So let's move on into Sunday, the 24th of October, and the ladies were in action. At the home of football, Brisbane Road. They played there today, this AFC Stoke New Intern, And they won the game 1-0 thanks to a goal from Musk in the 37th minute. They're winning the game.
1: Well done to the ladies flying this season. So well done to all involved there. Yeah, and it was at uh, at Orient as well, so well done. Uh, I think 300 people turned yeah, up as well, so that's yeah. really decent. The O's Somme Memorial Fund Committee unveiled a memorial at the National Memorial Arbitor- uh, Arboretum in Staffordshire to pay tribute to the proud history of Clapton Orion, which was opened by XO and Aston Villa, current Aston Villa manager, Dean Smith. So well done to everyone involved. Yeah. Great amazing stuff. amazing work there, Peter Kitchen, Steve Jenkins,
0: Sports club, so much hard work goes into that so one under A and it's a beautiful memorial. It's really well. good. Would have been nice to be there, but obviously couldn't make it to get there with young families and everything going on in the world at the moment. So one hour twenty five minutes. Let's wrap this bad boy up then. So Fantasy Football update Dave. have is top of the Orient Outlook podcast, fantasy football league on six hundred and six points. He's four points head. Of Tyler Osborne in second place. I'm in 254th place out of 315 players. I had Mo Salah as my captain, as my captain by mistake today. Oh, he what scored a, a hat trick. So a serendipitous. Mistake. I don't reckon I'll be 254th in the morning. So no. to everyone who plays in that one table is yet to be updated with today's fixture. So we'll update you on the table next week. So positives and negatives. Pretty sure I have done positives in 268. Yeah.
1: So what would you reckon your points would get for him? Like. 40-odd, 50 40 or. Win, yeah, wow. 40-odd at least, yeah. Positives this week then. Okay, two clean sheets in the last three games. That's good. If you're not scoring, at least don't lose, as I said earlier. So clean sheets is good. We're only three points off the playoffs, and we're four points off of third place. Not to be underestimated yeah. how tight it is above us. And another positive, Ruel's goal against Forest Green Rovers was an absolutely outstanding goal.
0: Yeah, but as always, we like to have a balanced podcast, so we've yeah. got three positives, actually got four negatives, so the first one, of balance. Yeah, first one, not winning enough, so great not to be losing, but if, you get, if you're not going to win, draws are only going to get you so far, so that's the first negative. negative, second negative is Paul Smith's injury, boy, strengthen up those hamstrings, do whatever you've got to do to them. stop, stop it, stop getting injured, because like we said, big loss for us, third negative is we've dropped out of the playoffs, not by much, however... There's always seems we miss it by a point or two points at yeah. the end of the season. Who were there it, or thereabouts? It'd there be frustrating about. to lose it because we drew one game against Stevenage or Walsall that we didn't turn into win at the end of the exactly. season. And the last one, it's been some horrible tweets this week and horrible, just horrible atmosphere, negativity. negativity on Twitter with fans turning on fans about day tripping and not day tripping, and yeah, it's what's not all needed. That about? So everyone just calm down. Everyone
1: supports around. I love, I love how all these people are like calling out other fans for just going to the games that they can make I remember doing um, like talkies away and Exeter's and the Stockports and the Berries and the Rochdale's back in the day like that's when I could go and do all those games and be on a train and not have a care in the world and there are people that are saying oh all well, the day trip is going to stick yeah like what a load of nonsense yeah. I don't understand the need for it very silly everyone's an Orient
0: fan everyone's got different circumstances Absolutely. respect the O as well. so
1: Carol Langley Florist, Hero of the Week. As you probably know now, Carol Langley Florist in Chingford, uh, Sponsor Hero of the Week. Typically, we would put out three or four um, Heroes of the Week. But actually, after the match, we decided that we weren't going to put this one to the vote. uh, And we were going to give the Carol Langley Florist, Hero of the Fortnight, to a particular individual for two very, very, very good reasons. Firstly, he gave a great interview on racism to the club's YouTube channel. And then he went to to Chelsea in the week and had a chat. Uh, with their goalkeeper and, and secondly he's kept two clean sheets in the last three games that we've covered in this podcast that's six in total for this season so obviously ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and everybody no. in between our hero of the fortnight for this podcast is super goalkeeper number 22 Lawrence Vigeroon well done, Lawrence to be fair he was going to be our hero of the week last week last but we week. did do a podcast so the fact that he's kept
0: the number of clean sheet and, and gone him in Eduardo Mendy is perfect so well done to Mr Vigru so next week's fixtures only the one fixture next week which should end up being a shorter podcast uh, hopefully so we've got football for a fiver returning to Brisbane Roads the visit of Hartlepool United more day trippers I'm afraid everyone Saturday the 30th of October it's going to be a full and bouncing Brisbane Road isn't it it's going to be nice hopefully hopefully. so Hartlepool United at the beginning of the season you would have had this as a banker however they're 7th in League 2 in their first season back in the EFL on Saturday they were 2-0 down at half time at home to Harrogate they won the game 3-2 the third goal I don't know if you've seen it ridiculous guys call it beauty Mm. and obviously Jeff Selling always brings a bit of a excitement to the Sky Sports studio so it will end up being covered by someone like Bianca Westwood or someone like that but um, hopefully
1: we can get back to winning ways and show that Jeff Selling just what a good teammate you are yeah absolutely so a uh, sponsorship reminder so don't forget for the best plastering and rendering prices around visit AJF plastering on Facebook or at Big Ads LOFC on Twitter for all of your plastering and rendering needs that is it for this week uh, thanks very much indeed For joining us for episode number two six one, no game is easy in League Two. But after the start we had, it seems the honeymoon period for Kenny Jackett is over. As many fans seem to be quite agitated at our current form, which is still only two in the L column. Which was uh, and only Exeter, who have also only lost to Forest Green Rovers, have an equal or better record than us. But if we're to be serious contenders, we need many more in the W column as four is definitely not going to be enough from 14 games. However, there's still plenty of time to put this right and it's a marathon, not a sprint after all, starting with the visit of Hartlepool United inform Hartlepool United ha. next Saturday nicely done
0: Mr Levy so if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe give the podcast a review we have got another review this week 93 ratings now so that's good let's get to the 100 by Christmas that would be lovely if you're listening on Spotify TuneIn or Stitcher or SoundCloud give us a follow you can't review on those platforms but you can give us a follow which means you'll get those Episodes as soon as they're uploaded into your ears and we are also on all smart speakers so Alexas Echoes whatever you've got we are on it we are also on Fan Hub you can listen to the podcast on and you can also put it at the team and do lots of amazing stuff on Fan Hub there are 138 Orient fans on there Fan are. Hub it's pretty Love impressive it. you can be one of those if you're not already give us a DM if you want to get involved or on our Twitter timeline wherever you want on, on the world Friday yeah absolutely have some great fun and engagement on there and if you have an older relative or a loved one, or orient friend who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone and download it for them and pass the pods. So we'll be back with episode 262 yeah, next well. week with all the information and views that you could ever need. And we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.